0: Good morning, my kings, queens, and princesses, and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today, our topic is called Meet Karen. A Cancelled Culture Remove Transgressions. This will make a lot of sense um later as we get into the word but before i do so let us begin with prayer gracious father we bless you thank you for being the king of glory thank you for being our father our redeemer our shepherd and king thank you for reconciling us back to you through your son our savior jesus christ we are thankful to you for the Holy Spirit, who is the promised advocate, who empowers us to be effective witnesses for your kingdom here on earth. We thank you for loving us and watching over us. Lord, let all that we are praise you. We will praise you as long as we live. We will sing your praises with our dying breath our hope is in you the lord our god you created heaven and earth the sea and everything in them you keep every promise forever we stand amazed at how awesome you are how amazing is the triune god there's just not enough words amen if you have your Bible or your social, your, um, your media device, turn with me or click on Psalm 103 verse 12. Psalm 103 verse 12. It reads, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us let me say it again as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us may the lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word amen by definition transgression is the act that goes against a law against a rule or a conduct code of conduct it is an offense Use in a sentence i'll be keeping an eye out for further transgressions it is an offense a crime a sin a wrong a wrongdoing and everybody knows when they're doing something wrong in fact we say if loving you is wrong i don't want to be right so we know Other transgressions are demeanors and felonies. Career criminals always on the books. Isn't that something if your black and brown society has already claimed you as a transgressor from the womb, from the slave ship, from the plantation, from the penal system, from the credit reports, from the job reports, from the zip code, your place of residence, despite your advanced education, there's always a transgression mark of label, always having a lapse. Considered a canceled culture. Way out except by the tra- triune a way out except by the triune God. I should say there's no way out except by the triune God. In today's time, right now, we see cancel culture everywhere. It is a transgression on the spot damnation. In fact, a complex individual, usually called a Karen today, acts to spread to groups and can cause harm. In fact, just about every day, we see the same story on social media and on TV. Someone takes a jittery smartphone video of a white person caught in the act of doing something labeled uh, racist. That's labeled racist. An army of online commentators mobilizes. The video goes viral, and the person in the video is publicly shamed, often losing a job or being ostracized by the community. His or her name becomes a hashtag for hate, as we say, a Karen. I had this in my massage therapy business years ago, a few years ago, but wondered where these people came from. It became so bad that we had off-duty police to come in for services, and many gladly did, as a protection for, for us from the Karen harassment. During the COVID-19 pandemic, no other social phenomenon has been as widely written about, discussed, and argued over as cancel culture. Anyone uses their own de- everyone uses their own definition contradicting others, sowing confusion, arousing anger, scorn and moral outrage, and stifling debate. Many psycho- psychology researchers view cancel culture as synonymous with social media activism, but this doesn't fully explain the psychology behind it. Canceling is an individual's violational act of publicly rejecting and actively pursuing harm against a perceived transgressor. Their are two parties in every canceling episode the person who cancels, the canceler, and the entity that is, the person, group, or organization that is canceled. Canceling requires the canceler, who's Karen, to engage in three psychological processes. Number one, to identify or become aware of a transgression and judge it to be significant. Number two, to experience strong negative emotions. And number three, to act punitively and visibly to harm the transgressor. The sad thing is that canceling begins with a real or perceived transgression by the canceled entity that the counselor observes or is made aware of and deems to be serious. The transgression can be about anything such as the violation of a strongly held political value, effusively praising a loafed politician or a social justice value tweeting in support of transphobia, saying something racist to a stranger, etc. That the counselor deems to be significant. A strong held value in a different domain like animal welfare also qualifies as a transgression. Like serving meat, lion meat, or swan meat in a in someone's restaurant that's another example but the counselor the Karen experienced strongly negative strong shows strong negative emotions such as outrage disgust fear and anger in response to the transgression in their mind and in their eyesight this results in an active and public rejection response such as calling them out, along with other punitive, socially visible actions of varying degrees, getting them fired, shaming them, ruining their reputation, and private actions, threatening them through email. Again, the goal of the Karen is to punish and harm another. Other ways to businesses, and is about the withdrawal of financial resu- financial support such as making purchases canceling is broader often targets individuals and uses a variety of punitive actions both boycotting and canceling are meant to punish the perceived transgressor now they haven't been um, charged with anything it's just their perception of the quote-unquote transgressor. However, canceling does much further stemming from stronger emotional reactions. The Karen or the canceller's punitive actions appear disappropriate. That's the key word. Their actions appear disappropriate to the magnitude of the transgression. Relatedly, when canceling someone, the counselor bypasses the legal due process. There is no complaint, no trial, no prosecution, no conviction, and no presumption of innocent until proven guilty. The counselor's judgment that the transgressor is at fault is significant to trigger punitive action. This is where we are in the world today. As for the focus of Scripture, the triune God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The Word says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And we need to know Psalms. I mean, excuse me. We need to know Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, when we are definitely dealing with a Karen that's trying to deal take us down. In the voice translation, it reads. The Word of God, you see, is alive and moving. It is sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and the will of the heart. As we look at the focus scripture, in love and mercy, the Lord has removed his people's sin from them. He doesn't simply move our sins onto our de- onto our doorstep or a mile away. God moves them as far from us as the east is from the west. This is an especially profound analogy. North meets south at the south pole and south meets north at the north pole. East and the West never, ever meet. There is neither an East Pole nor a West Pole. A person who follows a straight path north will eventually begin moving south. But no matter how far one travels east, they will always be moving east. North and south are definable points, but east and west are indefinitely far from each other. To say that God separates our sins as far as the east is from the west speaks of the absolute irrevocable measure by which God forgives us. On Israel's annual day of atonement, the high priest killed a bull as a sin offering for himself and his household. He also sacrificed a goat for the people of Israel. A second goat became the scapegoat. The high priest laid his hands on this animal's head and confessed all Israel's iniquities, transgressions, and sins. Then he sent the scapegoat unto the wilderness, where it symbolized carried the nation's sin over the horizon, never to return. Thus the people's sins were removed far from them and we can find this in leviticus chapter 16 if we were to search for the sins the lord has removed from us we would never find them because jesus the lamb of god has taken them away as quoted in john 1 verse 29 from those who came to him in faith when we turn away from that gift We resign ourselves to bear punishment for sins ourselves. Remember there is infinite scripture in the Lord's promise to bless the people of Israel. That is us if they would obey him. Psalms 105 reminds us of the Lord's promises and goodness to Israel. That's us. It says come, Offer thanks to the eternal, evoke his holy name, tell other people about the things he has done, sing songs of praise to him, tell stories of all his miracles, revel in his holy name. May the hearts of the people who seek the eternal celebrate and experience great joy. Seek the eternal and his power, Look to his faith constantly. Remember the wonderful things he has done, his miracles, and the wise decisions he has made. O children of Abraham, his servant. O children of Jacob, his chosen people. He is the eternal, our true God. His justice extends to every corner of the earth. He keeps his covenant promises forever and remembers the word he spoke to a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham and his sworn oath to Isaac, his son, then God confirmed it to Jacob, decreed it so to Israel. He promised a never ending covenant. Saying, I will give you the land of Canaan as your part. It will be your inheritance. When God's people were only a few in number, indeed a few, they were strangers in a foreign land. They roamed from place to place, from from one kingdom to another. God didn't allow anyone to tyrannize them. He rebuked kings in order to protect his people. Do not lay a hand on my anointed people. Do not do any harm to my prophets. He ordered famine to grip the land and cut them off from their supply of bread. But long before, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who had been sold into slavery. At first, his master's shackled his feet with chains placed his neck into a collar of iron that was until the eternal's promises came to pass his word tested joseph and proved him worthy the king sent out the order to release him from prison the ruler of egypt liberated him from the chains then he put joseph in charge of the royal household made him ruler of all the royal possessions, allowed him to imprison the royal officials whenever he saw fit, and impart wisdom to the elders in the land. Then, when the time was right, Israel also went to Egypt. Jacob resided as an alien in the land of Ham, and while they were there, the Eternal made his people prosperous. He made them stronger than their enemies. He turned the Egyptians heart against his people to cheat and scheme against his servants. Then he sent his servant Moses and Aaron, the men he had chosen. They did all the signs he planned for them to do among the Egyptians, and they performed miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness to cover the land they did not stray from his word at their at his command their waters turned to blood their fish began to die throngs of frogs covered the land invading even in the chamber of their kings at his command a swarm of flies arrived and gnats came all over their land he caused hail to fall instead of rain lightning flashed over all their land he struck their vines and their fig trees he destroyed the trees over all their land at his command locusts came young locusts marched beyond number and they ate up all the plants that grew and all the fruit over their land he also brought death to the firstborn in all their land the first offspring of each man then he brought his people out of slavery, weighed down with silver and gold. And of all his tribes, not, not one of them stumbled. not one was left behind. Israel, Israel, I'm sorry, Egypt was glad to see them go, for Pharaoh's people had been overcome with fear of them. He spread out a cloud of, to cover his people. And sent a fire to light their way at night. They asked and he sent them. corves of quail. Satisfying their hunger. With the food of heaven. He split the rock. And water poured out. It flowed like a river. Through the desert. For he remembered his holy covenant. With Abraham his servant. That's why. He, pers- he rescued his people joyously, and while his chosen ones celebrated with shouts and singing. When the time was ripe, right, he gave them land from other nations, so that they might possess the works of their hands, so that they would be able to reach his commands and obey his laws. Praise the Eternal. So rise today to the Eternal. Rise today and remember the wonderful things He has done, His miracles, and the wise decisions He has made, and a Karen is no match for the eternal. So rise today. We have to remember that the Triune God has this too. We have to stay with God with our total mind, body, and inner spirit, total trust in total faith. Selah. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Love yourselves, love others, forgive yourselves, and definitely forgive others.